0: This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit DharmaOcean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In the final part of this talk on dark knowledge, Reggie says that in the Vajrayana tradition, we understand that the body is the enlightened Alia, the primordial source of all experience. To trust the body is to trust experience, no matter how surprising, painful, or inconceivable. This talk was given at the 2016 The Body Loves Retreat, held at the Blazing Mountain Retreat Center in Crestone, Colorado. To find out about the upcoming The Body Loves Retreat, led by Caroline Foll, please visit DharmaOcean.org.
1: This um, journey that we're doing here is is—it's not about Chögyam Trungpa. It's not about Tibet, it's not about Buddhism, it's not about me and Caroline or this or Dharma Ocean, it's about you. I often say this is an adult lineage. Nobody is going to be telling you what to do. We're going to be giving you practices, we're going to be giving you tools so that you can see how much bravery you have about yourself and about your own life and about who you can be and those tools are yours. That's, that's all we do. We just give you tools, and we give you a way to think about things so that when reality turns up with a face that is terrifying or luscious or enrapturing, you have a place in your mind for it. You don't think something bad is happening. You know, sometimes I think in this lineage the the you know we talk about the importance of the view and of having an intellectual understanding of what we're doing to give us confidence you know about what we're about here but sometimes i think really when we talk about the view the single most important thing is helping you and i you know i hate to use this word but i'm going to use it help you normalize your human experience but normalize it from the viewpoint of upstairs. Do you know what I mean by upstairs? The unseen world, the lineage, whatever you want to say. From their point of view, everything that you're going to run into in your life is part of the journey. And from their point of view, it's so important that we have tremendous amount of confidence in everything that comes up in us, and especially the difficult, painful, terrifying things. So, sometimes I think the main job, in terms of the teaching, is just to help you have confidence in what happens. Because when we do this work, we truly are entering into the dark knowledge and to the dark realms. And darkness, in in the most positive sense, just in the way that darkness holds all light, the body holds our entire, the darkness of the body holds our entire possibility as humans. And all of our human experience going back to the first cell that ever existed on this planet all of the accumulated experience has been passed down and it's in the dark knowledge. The dark knowledge is the Buddha nature. The body is the Buddha nature. In Tibetan Buddhism it's called the Alaya, the Universal Unconscious. And unlike um, some of the other Buddha schools, which we don't need to go into, but uh, some of the Buddhist schools that have been very important for Mahayana Buddhism um, have said that the alaya is not enlightened, the body is not enlightened, but in Vajrayana we say the alaya is enlightened, it's fully enlightened. At this moment our body is fully enlightened. So we can have complete and total trust what comes up, but you know we have to learn to think in a different way because we're always trying to, um, as they say in academia, problematize, which means we're always creating problems out of everything that happens, and we always think that so much of what happens is a big problem, and we have to actually uh, wean ourselves off that um, erroneous way of thinking. So, very important, but I think that's all we do. We de-problematize our um, whole approach to reality and our whole experience. And then difficult things come up, definitely, you know, a lot comes up. And uh, I was just at a conference at CIIS in uh, San Francisco with Caroline. And uh, it was a conference on trauma. And I did a number of presentations on the uh, contributions of uh, Vajrayana Buddhism to working with trauma. And uh, the many people who are working with these teachings, you know, uh, therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists, I find them very useful and it's good because, you know, this is what happens. You know, we, we have a way to access trauma that is safe and also extraordinarily profound. And really what we came to is that every person walking the planet has been traumatized Many, 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 many times. Whether you seem to be, quote, normal, or you seem to be, quote, incapacitated, it's the same situation for everybody. And most of us cycle through both of those in the course of a lifetime. There are times when we're incapacitated by our trauma, and then there are other times when we can kind of get through it. On the Vajrayana journey um, that we're doing, and the somatic journey, because really they're inseparable, we... Um, are going to be um, bringing a trust in our traumas. And we are going to be creating a mental space and, more importantly, a heart space for those damaged parts of ourselves to come out of the shadows and to present themselves to us. At present, most of our psychic energy is kept in keeping them down, keeping them in the darkness, because they're so painful. As tiny children, you know, the moments of terror, the feeling of being helpless. You know, babies don't like to be helpless. Nobody, no creature likes to be helpless. It's a, an experience that is very can be very terrifying. You know, parents have an argument. We're not talking about child abuse. We're talking about normal adult life. It's it's incredibly shattering for a tiny baby. Let alone all of the, you know, problems and all of the assaults and all of the, um, the kind of battering that we have been through as humans our whole entire life. There are thousands, ten thousands of parts of ourselves that are down in the darkness and they are... uh, there's a no admittance sign on our conscious door. Meantime we're spending most of our energy trying to keep them at bay. And most of what we do all day long, if you look into it, through all of our addictions and our busyness and our habitual patterns, is trying to keep out the painful depths of our own state of being that are constantly knocking at the door, and sometimes they're not knocking, they're pounding, and sometimes they're shouting and hollering, and sometimes they actually break down the door, and then we become incapacitated, because what comes out we are completely unprepared for. The level of uh, despair, the level of anger, the level of uh, helplessness and rage and fear, all of it, anxiety. If we are ever to be free, we have to enter into a process of learning how to love what has been kept in the dungeons. We have to learn and I'm not talking about a sort of um, romantic kind of love or sort of uh, wishful thinking. I'm talking about actual love. And that is largely what we're going to be exploring here. What does it mean to love, actually? Is it a certain kind of feeling of merging with other people and you feel at one and it feels so wonderful and rosy? Is that love? Is it part of love? Is love, um... so vast that we can't actually long for it? The interesting thing about love is if you have an idea of what love is and you're trying to get it, it's probably not big enough. Because love as it truly exists operates outside of the realm of the thinking mind, of memory, and of wishful thinking. True love. And what we are aiming to do here. Um, Caroline's wearing her wonderful love shirt. So, you know, in case I forget what the program is about, I look at her. (laughs) It's only when she wears that love shirt that I can call her my favorite name, which is Miss Love. (laughs) As opposed to Sweetheart and, you know, some of the other ones. So, it's, um, in some sense, this program, uh, you know, to me, uh, might be the most interesting and challenging of anything we've done. Because when you get right down to it, somehow love is tied up with what we can't love. What we can't love in each other, what we can't love in the world, and most of all, what we can't love in ourselves. We have to find a way to open to all the parts of ourselves that we don't love. And we have vowed early on we will never love. I am never going to accept this part of myself. And it's not a conscious statement, it's unconscious. So now, once again, we're back at the gate of the initiatory ordeal. So, I want to uh, just again say, uh, you know, thank you to everybody who has come to uh, participate in this journey. The interesting thing about when you go down into the caves in the Eleusis Mysteries is everybody goes, and everybody goes through it. And we have, you probably have some ideas of what is going to happen here. But we don't have any, we have no idea, I mean, we know what we're going to do. But again, in this lineage, practice and direct experience trumps anything that anybody thinks. It makes it uh, very exciting, it makes it very interesting, and it makes it uh, slightly terrifying, in a good way.
0: To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit DharmaOcean.org. music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.